Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. And today I am talking about the art of sensuality, rediscovering pleasure and passion. Um, as many of you know, uh, I spent a lot of time during my work days uh, helping couples rediscover pleasure and passion uh, after maybe they've lost uh, their way. It's, it's easy to have passion oftentimes, not always, but usually in the beginning of relationships. Uh, it's, it's chemical, it's neurochemical, it's hormonal. And as time goes on, people may oftentimes adapt to each other, get caught uh, up in just work and kid child-rearing. And, and so the, the, the passion, the aliveness starts to subside. And uh, many people come to me where they've really lost it for quite a while. And whether you've lost it for quite a while, or if you've lost it for a short time, or maybe you haven't lost it, but you're looking for uh, a little bit of a booster to even increase it even more, this video is for you. So here's what I'll be covering. And I'll be pretty brief over this uh, for each of these points, but I, I want to get to the main heart of what I do with the people I see. That's where I get much of my wisdom now is when I work with the couples and see what works as well as what doesn't work. But the first thing is the importance of encouraging the exploration of sensuality and pleasure as a couple. A lot of times people just lose that sense of exploration, of experimenting, of creating novelty. Uh, the other uh, second thing is embracing self-discovery and self-love as pathways to enhancing physical intimacy. The importance of uh, being able to be interested and curious about your own self, the parts of you that maybe you don't know very well yet, which is to me a form of self-love. It's, it's loving all parts of you, not the parts that have showed up and have been manifested most, uh, most significantly, but even some of the more subtle parts of you. And that can enhance physical intimacy quite a bit. The third thing I'm going to talk about is reimagining the possibilities of passion and desire in the aftermath of infidelity. Now, um, I work a lot with infidelity. I want to talk about that some. But of course, everything I talk about in this section uh, really pertains to people, whether they've had the crisis of infidelity or not. And lastly, I'll talk about cultivating a sense of playfulness and spontaneity in the bedroom. Okay, so... The whole idea of encouraging exploration of sensuality and pleasure as a couple. I think the most important thing to realize is that monogamy can work, but not typically the way we've seen it by our ancestors, by our parents, grandparents. For almost all of us, we've, we've seen couples our parents, or, uh, people from the other generations, be just in more of an automatic mode. And what we have to realize is that 
just like in the areas of having a healthy body, having a healthy career, having a healthy um, hobby life, you know, being a musician, an artist of any kind, it takes dedication, it takes some time, and it takes some work. And having a passionate relationship takes some effort, some time, some attention, and some work. And so we need to make the time. Now, I've worked, I work with a lot of people who have kids around. It's very busy. They have a job. They have a business. They have a lot of things going on. If you don't set a time to, side, the, 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 uh, time to do this, and I'll talk more about this in another video, but I just want to say this, is that how are you going to ever do anything except what comes automatic and natural? So we need to set aside the time and give attention and explore what pleases our partner and what gives pleasure to our partner. We might want to read some books. There's some amazing books out there on uh, how to enhance sex lives. There's amazing videos and lots of podcasts. Many, many uh, opportunities to learn. You, um, you want to have a mindset of adventure. You want to make it more important to that the exploration of sensuality and pleasure is more important than having an orgasm. Not against orgasms, but it's not about the orgasm. It isn't. And I could tell you that when you don't emphasize orgasms and you emphasize sensuality, slowing down together, pleasure, that orgasms are even more plentiful. But it's always the byproduct, not the goal. Not a problem with going right to sexual intercourse or oral sex or whatever right away. But I would think that that should be once in a while. That shouldn't be the habit. That there's so much more to learn. So it's slowing down. I use the phrase slowing down in a lot of context. There's nothing more important than in the context of sensuality and pleasure to slow down, to pay attention to each other in ways maybe you haven't before, to communicate uh, what I want, what I don't want, to notice the body, notice the feel of the skin, exploring the sensuality, noticing different smells, um, of course, tr trying different positions, maybe even trying different role plays. Uh, some people are explore submission uh, and domination, submissiveness and domination. Um, uh, but there's other roles that people could play. It's, it's a matter of just taking the time to explore and doing it in a way that's incremental. It's not like you have to suddenly go from where you haven't connected at all to being these, this wild sexual couple. You never really have to be a wild sexual couple, whatever that means, really. It's different for different people. The key is to not play it safe, to not stay in comfort zones, to reach out towards each other and explore new things. Now, part of that is embracing self-discovery. You know, what is, what are, 
I mean, first of all, the simplest way is what pleases me, uh, what turns me on. To not be afraid to ask yourself, what is it that I want that maybe I've never asked of myself? And, of course, then to have the courage to tell your partner. And for the partner to know that they never have to agree to something they don't want to, but at the same time, never judge the other person for sharing sharing that part of them. Because, you know, coming from somewhat still of a puritanical culture that we have, it does more harm than good because what happens is we're really so diverse, we're so different. Many of us like different things than our partners, almost always. Um, and even over time in our lives, we might want different things and like different things. So it's important to be, in a way, what I call selfish, not self-absorbed where you're only focused on you, but selfish in terms of what do I feel and what do I like. The other part of self-discovery that is very loving that you could say is self-love is finding the parts of you that have been left behind and exploring it with your partner. You want to have the kind of relationship where you could explore different aspects of yourself. Give an example. I've worked many times with a couple, let's say, where one person is quite sexually inhibited. The other person not so sexually inhibited, or maybe not sexually inhibited at all. And so the person who's sexually inhibited has a chance to gradually, incrementally start to act out the parts of them that are more sexual. It, it's got to be something that feels like they're not, they're not forcing it, but they're honoring or owning the part of them that might be more sexual, might be more expressive than they have shown before. And I've helped a lot of people who were very shy to learn how to be more open. Uh, you know, obviously, some aspects of this self-discovery and self-love is accepting our flaws. Big problem that can be a block to intimacy with a couple is when People are overly critical. They have the judgmental of their own body, of their of their natural aging process, and we need to come to terms with the fact that we're beautiful, and life is beautiful. And as we get older, that's a beautiful thing too. It's just part of life. And to turn the lights on, and take your clothes off, and expose yourself, and you know just learning to be human together. And that's also part of self-love. So recognizing what you want sexually, um, recognizing the parts of you that may not come out all the way. Maybe you're the person who always responds. You get a chance to initiate. Maybe you're always the initiator. You get a chance to sit back and respond to the other person initiating. That's another aspect of it. And then, then of course, the third is accepting our humanness, our flaws, uh, the aging process, and not hiding, not hiding our body, uh, just being out there. And again, I want to tell you this, doing things incrementally makes sense. Uh, sometimes you could just do, make a quantum leap and, and say, okay, I am not going to insist on having you know, lights out so you can't see me. I've had that a lot. Um, I'm going to just put the lights on and get over this. But sometimes you need to do things a little more slowly. So however works for you, as long as you're trending towards more self-love and self-acceptance and self-discovery. The third thing, 
that I wanted to talk about, even if it's brief, is reimagining the possibilities of passion and desire in the, in the aftermath of infidelity. So I talk about this a lot in other places, but I wanted to say that you know, as, as terrible a thing as infidelity is, sometimes that crisis can be an opportunity to enter a new chapter, a new chapter of mature adult love, of uh, mature communication, and mature sexuality, where two people can uh, talk about what they really feel and what they really want, that the parts of the person that betrayed is it has been hopefully explored and understood, and that they don't have to solve whatever that problem was that they did by having a secret, but that things are open and upfront, and that instead of creating an adventure outside the relationship, the committed relationship, you are now committed to creating a, an interpersonal and a sexual adventure within your, your committed relationship. And that can be very exciting. I can't tell you how many people have told me post-infidelity that they, they, they've had the best sex life ever. Again, not saying infidelity is good, it's terrible. And it doesn't always work out so wonderful. But I've had many, many clients because of their willingness to learn from the crisis, to wake up, that they, they end up having this, this aliveness, this passion that they didn't have before. They're more open, they're more honest, they take more chances. They do some of the things I've talked about so far in the video. And that, um, that it's, it's just, again, like I've been talking about exploring what's new and what's possible, not playing life too safe. That's what happens a lot of times I've seen with this infidelity. The, the intimate relationship has been sexually too safe. It's not always that way, but a lot of times I've seen that and people have adventures in secret. Of course, that doesn't work. The last thing is cultivating a sense of playfulness and spontaneity in the bedroom. Some people I've worked with, they, their sex life has become one of achievement or I have to please. And it's really not how we're wired for sexuality. We are wired for pleasure. And it's, it's really a, an arena where we could practice being playful and being spontaneous. And we need to make an agreement that we just, everything we do is consensual, of course, and mutual, but we sure can play and try something new. And I mean, I, I tell a lot of the clients to come to me for, there are uh, sexual problems, and oftentimes I help them learn how to play outside the bedroom. I teach them the importance of dancing with their partner. You know, so it's not just spontaneity and playfulness in the bedroom, but it's in the, in the family room, in the living room. Put on some music and dance together. Um, skip together, outside, maybe inside. Skipping, it cultivates a sense of carefreeness, especially, you know, when I have couples that are just bogged down with work and kids, it's even more important to spend at least a few minutes skipping, singing together, putting on some fun music that they know and singing. Of course, go on dates, but I'm talking about in the house. I'm talking about the day-to-day -day cultivation 
of playfulness and spontaneity. And I, and I and of course I said in the beginning in the bedroom, but I'm talking about in the kitchen, in the dining room, everywhere in the house, you know. Um, committed relationships are not prisons unless we make them that way. Committed relationships can be absolutely wonderful arenas of freedom, freedom to be your flawed selves and explore and feel safe as you take some chances with each other and you learn about what feels good and what doesn't feel good and and you explore different parts of yourselves with each other. We're multidimensional people, everyone, not just one-dimensional. And what better place than our own intimate relationship and what better place than in our sexual relationship to practice being our multidimensional selves. It can happen. We need our courage. We need, our, we need a sense of creativity. And we need to realize that we're capable interpersonally of creating so much more than maybe we have before. So that's what I wanted to say. And I hope some of this, if not all of it, was useful for you or can inspire you. And uh, just remember that... Um, it takes one to get things started. It takes two to really get things moving. But don't wait for your partner. You take it upon yourself to be courageous, to initiate something, to suggest let's, let's be adventurous, let's be playful, let's be spontaneous, let's try something new. Let's show a different part of who I, uh, we are to each other. What part of us do we not show? What, what roles have we slipped into that we now need to break out of? Okay. This is uh, what I wanted to say. Thank you for listening. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.